Hi, and welcome to Unashamed, a smut lover's podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And today we are doing another read-along. It is the Fragile Minds duet by Blake Blessing. And yeah, just Blake Blessing. Looks like the other author on there is an illustrator. Okay, as always, these are just our opinions. If we like something you don't like, vice versa. It's not that deep. We'll all move on. Um, yeah. <laughs> this this looks like another deep one, like um, uh, Perfect Strangers or... Yeah, I hope that it's good. I do it, too. So when this first like came crazy. out, um, uh, one of the authors that I follow on Facebook, one of the very few times I'll go on Facebook is like, look at an author's page. This was promoted so hard on that author's page, whether it was because like the authors were, uh, you know, knew each other or whatever or something. Either way, uh, this was promoted so hard. I saw a bunch of reviews on it and they said it was a little angsty and obviously it deals with mental health. And so I never picked it up, but now I guess I don't really have a choice. I don't think I have read any Blake Blessing. I don't know if Blake, I think... Okay, so I actually tried to read um, the co-write with Heather Long. It's mm-hmm. the serial killer one. I was not a fan at all. I read like the first half of the first book and I could not. And I love Heather Long. Yeah. But I could not get into uh, any that, that particular series at least. And so I haven't read it since. Her books have the most amazing covers. I, yeah, I was just looking at that. They are really pretty. Yeah. Like, there's some really cool covers for this author. So, the blurb says that it basically sounds like she came from two mentally ill parents. And it sounds like she's trying to convince herself that she's not crazy. Um, it also looks like it's a a why choose or reverse harem or whatever. Whichever unoffensive way is supposed to be said. That's interesting. I don't think we've done one for the no, real. I don't think we have either. So I'm scanning through a couple of reviews, just small ones that don't have spoilers. I know. I like if I look at the reviews, I make sure to only read the title. Like I don't read like what they actually say because I love going in blind. Yeah, it does look like it's a white shoes, and it's, I mean it's got really good reviews. It. There is a trigger warning in the beginning. Also, chapter 11 is our midpoint. Okay. That. So let me just skim the forward or the trigger or whatever. Okay, so this is the trigger warning. While some will say this isn't, this book isn't dark, some will say it is, but consider this your warning. It's a psychological thriller romance. There is an HEA at the end of the duet, and it's a true reverse harem style relationship. It doesn't have any, like, triggers, though, just that some people will say that this is dark. And it's a psychological thriller with romance. Yeah, in the resources at the very beginning, they have... Or no, at the very end. How did it... Oh, I scrolled too far to the beginning and it sent me to the end? Is that a thing? I I didn't know it was. Okay, well, excuse the fuck out of me. Uh, anyways, there's a depression and bipolar support number. There's schizophrenia and related disorders uh, number, suicide hotline number. So, I mean. Okay, so that, 
definitely going to be dealing with mental health, obviously. And it sounds like it's going to be good. I hope that this author is one that does mental illness well. It gets me in all the feels when mental illness is done well. <laughs> Probably oh. because I'm not right. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. Like, I like when it's done well, obviously. If you're going to read about it, I don't want to read about those people who do, like, haphazard research mm -hmm. and then, like, just go off of what the stereotypes in, like, media are. I don't like that. I do like when it's done well, but I don't like reading about it necessarily because it hits a little close to home sometimes. Yeah. And then I'm right. like, oh, man, that's what I needed, a dose of reality with my fantasy. Mm -hmm. But... But yeah, no. it's those books that, like, when they get into the depression scene and, like, the person starts to come out of it or somebody comes over to check on them and they look around and, you know, you can just see the the mental illness in their home. And I'm like, okay, fuck you very much. Yeah. Like, like I don't need to – I don't need to be – I've been there. <laughs> yeah, because I've been there. And, like, I'm doing better now, but it's, like, I know what that feels like and I know what that looks like. So when it, when it looks – when, when it's portrayed really well that you look around and it's like the dishes aren't done and, you know, when's the last time you brushed your hair I'm really, and yeah, well, have you showered? I'm, like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, but no, I, and I, I really appreciate those books too, though, because you can tell the difference between someone who, you know, has either done the research or experienced it themselves and someone who just takes what is typically portrayed of mental illnesses and puts it on the page and I have done some research on many different mental illnesses just out of pure curiosity you know when your brain's not right you want to learn about everybody else's brains too um or at least I do and so I have done a little research on schizophrenia and I have known someone who had very severe schizophrenia. I do know someone who, um, well, I know I probably know more than one, but I'm, I'm very close to someone who is diagnosed with bipolar. So that shit's so scary to think that yeah. you're sick and like you, you know, with mental health, the worst part is that you don't have any real outside issues. It's not like a rash or, you know what I mean? Uh, a broken bone. You can't see it all the time and the people around you can't see it all the time. So it's a scary thing to think about. But yeah, no, you're right. I want to throw out a little bit of a theory before we go. I think so schizophrenia can crop up in um, hallucinations, both auditory and visual. And she's meeting these guys, and it says in the blurb, like, uh, you know, I, these guys swoop into my life, like, out of nowhere, and uh, they're sweet and caring, and then she's like, I refuse to be crazy. Yeah. I wonder if maybe, maybe they're hallucinations. God, that would be... It says that there's a happily ever after, but it doesn't say that until yeah. the end of the duet. I get where you get that. I hope that's not the case because that would make it a non-traditional ending for show for show. You know, or what I mean? she meets somebody in the second part of the books, and it's but happily. It, but it does say that it is a true reverse harem. Okay, so then maybe she meets somebody. Maybe 
maybe she meets these guys and then she hallucinates like um, the relationship in book one or whatever. And then I don't know. I read Maybe. a book that was like that, where this chick, it was a really, really good book. And I love the story until the very end. It was this chick who had these like four serial killer, you know, she worked at a museum and it, she had these like four serial killer boyfriends and she, they were the love of her lives. And they were mannequins that she was like uh, hallucinating were real people. And then she ended up in jail because she was the one killing a bunch of people by herself. Was that a Candace Wondrak book? Because no, that sounds like it was shit she would write. It was Ken <laughs> Cassidy. Oh, I think that's another author I'm not a huge fan of. I like Pen Cassidy's books. That one was just like a novella. And then there's an actual series that followed that because the girl was, she met like a guy who ended up being one of the main male characters in the next series. I don't know. I don't honestly know if I've actually even read anything of Pen I know. Cassidy. I'm pretty sure it was Pen Cassidy. It was like a Halloween one. And I mean, I just wanted oh, I have read Pen Cassidy and I did like the book, uh, the series that I read of her. She's got a few weird ones. Um, I read Knock City and I loved it. I did too. I loved that. That was actually my first series from her. Yeah. So I I take back what I said before. I was just talking shit. I didn't even know who the author was. <laughs> You're like, I don't know them, but I probably don't like them. If <laughs> I've been there. I do that. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in. I'm a little weary, but I'm excited to dive in. I am too. So we're gonna come back at chapter eleven. Yes, it's forty nine percent, but it the chapter twelve doesn't start till like fifty one or fifty two. So okay, sounds good. So if you're gonna read along with us, which we hope you do, grab the books and read along with us. We will be back at chapter eleven and go ahead and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. There's not much going on, but there is at the same time. Yeah, I feel like we're right at the edge of shit popping off. I don't know. I feel like yes and no. So, a uh, little backstory. I mean, um, her mom has the schizophrenia, which was in the blurb or whatever. And the dad had bipolar. The dad died, by the way. He didn't leave. Yeah, like, it's not like he he just decided to dip out. Like, no, he killed himself. Yeah. Uh, and then the mom, like, when she was 18, I want to say, like, she had just graduated high school, murdered a child, a seven-year-old, like, neighbor. And, but here's the thing. There's so much contradictory, like, stuff there. I feel like maybe something, it had to do with her somehow. Somehow, which we haven't really gotten enough information to make like a solid guess. It, the the biggest thing right now is that there's a time lapse where, okay, backing up a little bit, Lilith, the main character, she loses time. She has memory loss and she loses time. So that's a thing. And on the day that the boy was murdered, she was at the park for what she said was an hour. But when she went to do research on the case and figure out what happened to this boy, it's saying that he was missing for three hours. And supposedly she would have been home that first two hours. And so yeah. she's confused because she's like, how did I miss all of this happening? 
if he was in the house, I would have known. Yeah. But she also said that when she got home and realized what was happening, the police were already on the way. Yeah. And she, oh, she can't remember what happened that day. All she remembers is that she was at the park for an hour. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's wonky. I think either she had something to do with it or I'm kind of thinking that maybe the mom is a hallucination. Like the whole facility and all that. Because, mm-hmm. so think about it. Like she's She talks to her mom relatively often, but they don't like each other. And then not only that, but like why wouldn't uh, the son, so the little boy that died, his older brother is now contacting her and he's like you know i can't get answers from your mother obviously like he's like i just want context or like i i need to understand because i can't forget it but why wouldn't he just go to the person who did why go to the you would think that if somebody's parent did something like that you wouldn't go to them for answers he that might, he might not be able to because she's in a psych facility Maybe. I don't know. I just think that all of the stuff surrounding that incident and all of that is hinky. Yeah, I don't know. Something's definitely off. Something's off with him. At first, when um, before she had collected all of her men and she got that call from the lawyer, I thought he might be the fourth. But then she met, um, what was it, Ambrose right after that? I think he's still one of them. There's two books. So we have to remember that right now it's four. In the first book, it's four. But maybe he comes around in the fifth. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't don't think so. Maybe not. I I mean, that'd be a hard thing for them to get through. Yeah. And I think his vibe is just all off for her. I don't know. I just... I'm wondering if all of the guys know him somehow. That was my first thought when she started meeting and collecting these guys because uh, so the best friend is like seeing a guy who is friends with Kenzo, one of the guys who's supposedly going to be in her little thing. Uh, And he mentions when they go to the beach, another friend, but not the one that the, that her best friend is seeing. And I keep thinking, what if all roads lead back to this guy to Drake, the brother? I don't know. I could see that. I don't know. And the theory that you had earlier that you texted me about, I feel like that could have some weight to it. Where um, Courtney texted me earlier and is wondering if Lilith was actually the one that killed the kid. Yeah, because she's, I think she's got, I don't want to say she's crazy, obviously, but I think that she definitely has, there's something wrong with her mental state. There's no, you don't just lose time like that. You don't. Unless there's, like, an extenuating circumstance and or an issue, you know, you don't lose time like that. You don't, like, I understand suppressing traumatic memories, but at the same time, she she also makes a point to mention that she was too young to handle what her mother did to that boy, but she was either 17 or 18. She was fresh out of high school. She wasn't that young to be one of those people where she is suppressing that so deeply like i would have understood if she was a child at the time but not not a full-blown teenager slash young adult 
right. I don't buy that she was too young to handle the truth of what her mother was doing. But if she did it, I could buy her mental state being too fragile for her to deal with her doing it. With the memory loss and shit, that definitely, like, something else is going on because you don't just lose memory. When I was going through my postpartum depression really bad, I was having a lot of memory loss. And so, like, I totally get what they're talking about in this book. You know, I'm like, fuck, been there. Like, <laughs> having people yeah. tell me conversations, looking at me stupid. I like, have, we didn't just have this conversation. Yeah. So. I agree. I have memory fogs when I'm in really bad, like, uh, depression slumps. Like, mm-hmm. where, you know, my memory seem foggy and or, like, I'll, I'll forget certain, you know, things. Maybe not necessarily memory lapses, but I just don't have, like, I guess the memory, the memory yeah. earlier from that time period. Yeah, like, certain knowledge, like, people will tell me things and then, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. It just seems yeah. weird to me. It all seems weird to me, but I don't have enough information. Like, all everything I'm tossing out is just what my brain is conjuring up as I'm reading sentence to sentence. So, yeah, because we don't really have enough information yet. Yep. Not really. So I'm excited to get back into it, though, because I I just have a feeling that we're on the verge, that shit is about to pop off any, any chapter now. We're about to crest that hill. Her mom did say in the last visit, you know what happened. Why are you asking me? Yeah, but she also didn't dispute when Lilith said, this is the boy you killed in cold blood. And she didn't dispute. Well, she did the first time. The first time she said, I didn't kill that little boy. That's I true. think I think part of it, the mom is playing up her illness to cover for her. If, if it comes out that she killed the boy, <sighs> the mom is playing up her illness to cover for her. I don't know I'm not saying she's not ill. That. How am I supposed I'm not, to... Uh, I'm not saying she's not ill. I definitely do think she is ill. But I think that when conversations get too close to what actually happened, her knowing her daughter doesn't remember, she's allowing herself to be the bad guy and she's playing up the illness like she doesn't remember. Yeah, or but like slips out of lucidity when those questions get too close. Like it just seems really convenient that she can be totally lucid and fine until these questions get brought up and then all of a sudden she's not lucid anymore. Yeah, but it's been well documented throughout what we've had the first half of this book that she's not a good person. The mom sucks. The mom has been at the very least neglectful at the most, I would say abusive in some form since this girl was born. Yeah. And especially after the dad died. So I just don't understand why the mom wouldn't have thrown her kid under the bus. I don't think there's motherly affection or love there. Like she asks, Oh, why don't you call me mom? And the, and Lilith straight up says like, you've never been one, not one. I think there is. And I think if Lilith is sick, then there could be some skewed perception in there as well. Maybe. I mean, don't get me wrong. I just, I'm kind of hoping that she didn't though, because I worry that there's going to be, like, uh, you always see, like, I I don't want detail of how this little boy, like, you know, I don't want, like, flashback detail. I know, and that's, like, I feel like it's kind of leading up to that point. I know, and I'm a little scared. I don't like that. I I hope it doesn't. I feel like it is leading up to that, though. I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see. We didn't get, like, a real trigger warning 
No. It's well, and also, like I said, there's two books. So yeah. this, all of the like big reveals could be in book two. Probably. And I'm hoping that if the, it is, it's more, there's a better trigger warning. I don't like when authors don't take the time and or care to put accurate triggers on the front of their books. Yeah. It's one of my biggest pet this peeves. Is a, this is a big, big, big trigger for people with mental health issues, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. And this book, I feel like, is uh, it, it's doing a pretty good job, in my opinion. It is. The, but I would have know, liked a better smiles. warning about it. Yeah. But the faking smiles and you know, yeah. not wanting to talk to people, blah, 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 like the depression and whatever. Like it is, it is, I feel like doing a pretty good job. When you do such a good job, you definitely have to have a trigger warning in there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm a proponent for trigger warnings. I just think that they're, I think that they're so important. Like I understand that there's authors like Emma Jones and there's a few others that don't necessarily put them in their books because they write such dark books that they're like, oh, my name should be a trigger. But I still don't agree with that to an extent. I think that if you're going to, because you never know which reader is going to be the first reader new to you as an author. You're never going to know that. Like, and I feel like it's so important that if you're going to be an author, you have to have the responsibility that your book could severely trigger someone, you know, and, and affect their mental health. I feel like this author did a fine job on that. We don't know what the case is going to be as far as the kid goes yet. There could be something in the second book. We don't know. I don't know. I'm excited to jump back into it, though. I am, too. I'm excited to jump back in. Uh, I don't think there's much more we can deliberate on as far as it goes because we've pretty much laid down everything we know at this point. Yeah, I think we will have some better theories at the end of book one. Yes. So if you are reading along with us, we are going to come back at the end of book one. Um, so go ahead and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes, um, I was right somewhat. Not, not all. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, you were right. A little bit. Yeah, I wasn't right on everything. Just that. Um, so she had met the guys before. At least but, two of them, or at least three. No, of them. she met three. So uh, I did cheat a little. I read the prologue sneak peek. I wasn't sure if you had or not. I did not. So I read the prologue sneak peek, and so she's met at least three of them. She's met Atticus, Ambrose, and Kenzo. I don't know if she met Saint or if he's just like a person who actually does oh, like she work. Did at the meet Marvel. Ambrose? I was thinking she would have met Saint. I don't know. It might be in the next book that she has and she didn't just make these guys up. But so she met these guys like in passing like once or twice. And then she created this fantasy like she had a psychotic break and this fantasy hallucinations of these guys being with her. Whereas Kenzo has a girlfriend. So he's not going to be a part of the harem. I don't think in the next book. It does say that it is going to end with a true reverse harem style ending and an HEA. But I don't think Kenzo is going to be a part of it. I think Drake is now. See, I feel like that solidifies it's going to be Drake, Atticus, and Ambrose, and possibly Saint if he's real. Hmm. That's my theory. I don't know. I oh, I don't know what to think because I really didn't think you would be right. And then, and then when oh, I just hope I that just she knew. didn't pull that kid. I'm hoping. 
that maybe that's the reason that she's missing time is because she's been having like maybe she's had this break these breaks before because schizophrenia is it's not like a linear you break once and you're just crazy for the rest of your life yeah there's lapses you know what i mean where you you're sane or at least sane her you know yeah but i think that maybe that's what happened when maybe she walked in on whatever the mom was doing to that kid I still think that Drake is going to end up in the harem or at least at the very least, it's going to be the three guys minus Kenzo, because like I said, he does have a girlfriend unless that happens to break down in book two, but I don't see him just hopping into something with her. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very curious as to how this is going to go down or it's going to be four different guys. Maybe who's to say maybe, but I feel like, because like I said, I read that sneak peek and Ambrose Atticus, Ambro and Atticus both have POVs in the prologue. Oh, they do? Uh, yeah, so it, she hasn't had anything yet. It's literally just like uh, their recollections of meeting her because they actually did meet her how it happened, you know? But mm-hmm. what she took from that was oh, now we're together. Blurb for Altered book two. It says, I see Lauren in myself and it hurts. I see Kenzo and Atticus and it hurts. I run into Saint and Ambrose and it hurts. Then there's Drake, so determined to reopen the wounds of the past. So she was committed. I'm assuming she gets out at some point. And so she, but she has all of these memories of stuff that never happened with these guys. Yeah. So, so maybe she. That- prologue like well yeah but maybe maybe she's like seeing them out in real life like you know because obviously so uh harper is still dating brett it seems like so obviously she's probably gonna see you know at least some of them in passing i don't remember she met ambrose what like at a it was a park okay so yeah maybe she is seeing these guys in person and that's so yeah so funny though both books that I'm reading right now have one of the male main characters is named Ambrose. I'm reading The Twelve Hunks of Herculea. Oh, yeah. I started that and then I never finished it. I never finished the first book. If you are reading along with us, um, we're on book two right now. So we are going to come back at therapy session four. So go ahead and pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. Um, I really like, uh, I think this one better than the first one. Yes. So far. Yes. Because, like, you know, it's about her her healing from, uh, I guess, the, the psychotic episode that she had had. Yeah, she's much less gloomy. Yeah. But, so... I want to put out there first, I don't think that she was involved with the kid. I think maybe she witnessed some of it and maybe had a break from that and like maybe sat back and didn't do anything. And so now the mom is trying to be like, oh, it's your fault. I think the mom is trying to gaslight her into thinking that it was her fault and that she did it. So for whatever reason, I don't, Lauren's not a good person. Correct. Like. Yeah. So I think that I don't think that she's like trying to protect her or, you know what I mean? We talked yeah. about maybe she was trying to protect her and she said that she did it. I don't think that she did. Uh, like there's only 50% left in the book. And I don't think that 
there's enough time to unpack in the last of this book that she did this thing and then somehow come out the other side with a semi-functional relationship with Drake or Alex or anybody else. Yeah, I so agree. I think, yeah, I think that Lauren's just trying to gaslight and maybe because she doesn't have those memories of that day very well, that Lauren's going to try to convince her that she did. Yeah, um, it, it hasn't really focused very much on what happened. No. It's been mostly just her building these relationships. Yeah, which I kind of like because it has yeah. really, like, the first book was so angsty just because there was, like, this underlying tension of obviously, like, she's not, this isn't really happening. Mm -hmm. But this book, yeah, has been about her healing and forming, I guess, these new relationships. And also, I'm kind of excited because I'm pretty sure Drake is going to be at the harem. Yes. it. Yeah, he has point of views. He's... I think it's safe to say he's in. I don't know about Saint, though. Even though he has point of views, I think that... Because right now, he's torn up about his divorce. And he also is kind of, like, just looking into this as, like... I don't think he's looking to fix someone or come into it from a point of, like, understanding. Like, I think once he finds out about the whole psychotic break and her having this relationship with him i think he's gonna back out i think it's just gonna be drake and the other three original ones i don't know i don't know i really don't have a lot of theories i'm kind of just rolling with it as it comes <laughs> honestly because yeah. he has point of views so it makes me think that he will be an important part you know what i mean true but uh, if he didn't have point of views then i could I would probably more so fall along the lines of what you're saying, but I feel like it's really rare for an I mean, not that it doesn't happen. It does happen and it could be the case with this, but it is pretty rare for someone to have a, a point of view in a book and not end up being in the harem. Maybe it, at the very least integral to the story. Like, yeah. Because Harper had a POV at the end of book one. Obviously, yeah. she's not part of the harem, but she is the best friend but that, and the doctor. I feel like that was different, though. Because yeah. it was the epilogue. It was, like, necessary for that to be from yeah. a different point of view. I don't view. know. Maybe. Maybe. It's just... I'm just going based off the vibe. Like, he doesn't seem... Wait, does he have point of views? He's had at least one when he was talking to Kenzo. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, it was from his point of view. Or maybe he's had two because we learned about the divorce and then he had the one where he was talking to Kenzo that was about being interested in her. That was in Kenzo's point of view. But the one in the grocery store, I think, was in his point of view. You're right. I think you're right. Like, there's not a whole – you kind of have to roll with this story. Like, I mean, I have theories up in my brain, but so much is still unknown. And there's really not that much left in the book. So I'm a little worried about having enough time to unpack all of the things that need to be. Yes, because it's a very you know, like, slow book. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see how the last half goes. Like I said, I just at least want an answer to the mystery behind um, what happened that day. I'm not... You know, I'm not necessarily as focused on the relationships. Like, whoever ends up in the harem, that's great. But I really want to see what's going on there 
And yeah. I, I want to see how it's handled because I think what the only people who know about the her mom, what happened with her mom, are really Alex and Drake, right? I don't think the other guys actually know. They just know that she had a psychotic break and they were a part of it, except for one of them. Right. Um, I think you're right. And I don't think that Saint has had a point of view. What? I don't think he has. He's had at least one. Mm-mm. We don't know. I don't know anything. Because you're yeah. the one that's had all the good theories this time. and My brain doesn't stop. It comes with the, up with all these things. And I, it's almost like this game where if I give out enough, eventually I'll be right on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you have been so far with this book, for the most part at least. I... <laughs> Here's the thing. Usually I'm that way where my brain doesn't stop or usually there's like a little mention of something and I'm like, oh, I know what happened. But um, the last book and this book, I have not been. (laughs) I have never been more happy and unhappy at the same time to be semi right on a theory in Perfect Strangers. Yeah, it so we're not going to give anything away. But if you haven't read that book and you haven't listened along with our read-along, you really should because, holy shit, was that a ride. We both sobbed. I was day drinking. Like, it was. (laughs) You have to read it. Yeah, even our read-along does nothing to really fully grasp how just the roller coaster of emotions that you go through in that book. It was good read. Painful, but good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, if you if you want to read an excellent book, that is an excellent book. I'd say this in so many episodes, but you can tell the difference between the good and the greats, and that was a great. Um, yeah. This one is – I'm really enjoying this one as well. N- uh, notable mention, um, before we jump back in to this book, LJ Shen released another book. I read the blurb a few days ago on it, and I don't think I'm going to read this one. So we are going to be reading from 50%. We're going to be finishing the book. Yes. So if you're reading along with us, come back at the very end of the book and pause here. Oh, okay. Back. Yes. Um, it ended really well. Yeah. Uh, the the mom did it. We we were right. She yes. was she was crazy, obviously. And uh, Lilith got her memories back. The mom tried to is dead. She's dead. Thank God. Yep. She got killed by one of her guys, which was a setup. Sort of, yeah. like it was, it that was, was set weird. up, but uh, I don't know. It was a messy situation. I'm happy the way it ended, like you know. Yeah, it was a good duet. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any complaints. It could have yeah. been a little longer, but I mean, no complaints really at it all. Could have been a little more fleshed out with like the. The other boy that ended up getting brought up with the stuffy, which the yeah, like there was a few things that could have been more fleshed out, um, because they were made to seem like they were going to be really important and they weren't really. 
Nope. So, I mean, but I think all in all, for how, because these weren't super long books, the duet did do all it was supposed to do, and it, it was well, it was good. It yeah. Was written well. You know, just no complaints, I guess. No complaints. It's also been a couple days since I finished reading. I don't know about you. Same. Yeah. So it's not as fresh as like immediately after when we usually would record. Yeah. We just, we've been a little busy. Yes. So, I mean, you know, all of the guys ended up, uh, you know, together with Lilith and just, yeah, basically it seems like they're heading on a really healthy relationship path. They're working through, you know, all the trauma that they have to work through. Drake was the one who ended up killing Lilith's mom. Uh, and Drake is the one whose sister or whose brother was killed. So there's, you know, a little bit of PTSD there. But I mean, you know, it just it seems like it was a happy ending all in all. The danger is past. And that's it. That's all there really is to it. Yeah, we just got wrapped up in a nice little bow. Yeah. I mean, eh, frayed bow. There are some things that could have been done better. But for the most part, it was a really good duet. Yep. And so... On to the next one, I guess. Uh, our we couldn't find. We tried to spin the wheel, and yeah. uh, it just didn't have the best options that are going to work for our schedule in the next coming weeks. So, we decided to do the deal dilemma by Megan Brandy, and we will go ahead and, and then we'll go ahead and intro that in the next episode. Yes. So all thank right. you all for listening, and we hope that you will listen for the next episode as well. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank Bye. You. Bye.